Praise the Lord. Tonight, the message title, 30 Pieces of Silver. 30 Pieces of Silver. Let's go to the Word of God, Matthew 26, 14 to 16. Then one of the 12, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver Christ to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Chapter 27, verse 1. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers therein. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Thirty pieces of silver, the price that Judas was given to betray the Son of God, to sell him out. Exodus 21, 32, what does that silver speak of, those thirty shekels? Exodus 21.32 says, If the ox gores a male or female servant, the context is that he thrusts and gores this servant through to death, he shall give to their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. 30 shekels of silver, the price of a common slave. That's all the value that the world and the religious leaders of the Jewish religion and man-made religion, that's all the value they put on Christ. It was a cheap price. I mean, supply and demand. There were so many slaves trafficked among men in those days. 30 pieces of silver, buy a slave, beat him if you want, work him to death. Just go down to the auction, you can get another one for a few for a measly sum, 30 pieces of silver. And that's how the people viewed Christ. The people of the world, those who reject Christ, are those who can't be bothered to give him the time of day. They wouldn't go across the street to hear him preach. The price of a slave, that's all they gave him. A measly sum. The very Son of God, the God of heaven came down, and the world says he's worth the cheapest price you can give for a man, 30 pieces of silver. That's all he's worth. 30 pieces of silver. I, I wonder if we held those 30 pieces of silver in our hands tonight, what kind of emotion would sweep across our soul? That's the price of his blood. From that point on, 30 pieces of silver was synonymous 
with the betrayal of the Son of God. It was synonymous with betrayal. You'd think that if people betray the Christ, that they would get a fortune for it. But in the end, they get nothing. And they find themselves throwing, hurling those silver coins to the temple floor in the awful consciousness of a condemned heart. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 11. We read about the silver coins here, the 30 pieces of silver. This is quite the passage, and I'm going to seek to give some interpretation to it tonight, but I want to read through verses 4 to 17 and then break it down bit by bit. Zechariah 11, verse 4, Thus says the Lord my God, Feed the flock for slaughter. Feed the flock headed for slaughter. Humanity without God. Whose owners slaughter them and feel no guilt, and those who sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, for I am rich, and their shepherds do not pity them. For I will no longer pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord, but indeed I will give everyone into his neighbor's hand and into the hand of the king. They shall attack the land, and I will not deliver them from their hand. So I fed the flock, God's shepherd. So I fed the flock for slaughter, in particular, the poor of the flock. The flock for slaughter, but there are the poor of the flock. I took for myself two staffs, the shepherd's staffs, the one I called beauty and the other I called bonds, and I fed the flock. I dismissed the three shepherds in one month. My soul loathed them, and their soul also abhorred me. Then I said, I will not feed you. Let what is dying die, and what is perishing perish. Let those that are left eat each other's flesh. And I took my staff beauty and I cut it in two that I might break the covenant which I had made with all the peoples. So it was broken on that day. Thus the poor of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages and if not, refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. Then I cut into my other staff bonds that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. And the Lord said to me, Next, take for yourself the implements of a foolish shepherd. For indeed, I will raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are cut off, nor seek the young, nor heal those that are broken, nor feed those that still stand. But he will eat the flesh of the fat and tear their hooves in pieces. Woe to the worthless shepherd. Woe to the worthless leaders who leaves the flock 
A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither, and his right eye shall be totally blinded. This is a powerful passage on the shepherding of our God, of the rejection of the shepherd, but what he wants to do for humanity and what he wants to do for every one of us. So let's break it down a few verses at a time. Zechariah 11, 4-6, Thus says the Lord my God, Feed the flock for slaughter, whose owners slaughter them and feel no guilt, those who sell them. Humanity without God is a flock headed for slaughter, under the power of Satan and under the power of sin, a people headed for destruction. And the Lord says to his shepherd, feed this flock for slaughter. Verse 7, so I fed the flock for slaughter, in particular the poor of the flock. Jesus Christ came for everyone. He preaches the gospel to everyone. His word goes out. This shepherd, this shepherd of God, this son of God, is willing to shepherd the whole world. He's not willing that any should perish. He has a heart for the unsaved. He's not willing that any would go to a Christless eternity. He says, so I fed the flock for slaughter. I gave my message to the whole world, but he said there were a people, the poor of the flock, that received my message. The poor of the flock are those who are poor in spirit, those who are humble of heart. We are the ones in particular that the Lord is shepherding. And the Lord has two staffs in his hand. One is called beauty, and the other is called bonds or bands. That's how he shepherds us. That's how he wants to lead our lives. This is good news. We have a shepherd who cares for us. We have a Lord who wants to deliver us. He takes us from the oppressors, from the power of darkness, from sin and wickedness and violent men. He leads us on to green pastures and living waters. He has two staffs in his hand. One is called beauty. Beauty, other translations say favor, delight, Mercy, that's how the Lord leads his people. I'm going to lead my people in beauty and mercy. I'm going to lead them in delight and favor. And my blessing will break upon their lives and upon their families. The favor and the delight of the Lord will be upon them. That's the good shepherd of the sheep. He has another staff called bands, or other translations say unity or union or agreement, or harmony. This is how the Lord leads us. Lives that were distracted, going in all kinds of directions, confused and bewildered. The Lord says, I am going to bring a unity into you. I'm going to unite your heart to fear my name. I'm going to show you the clear path to walk so you can walk in blessing. You will have unity in your own personality. You will have unity in your family. You will have unity in the house of the Lord. You will walk with unity and agreement, there will be a blessing on your life. These are the two staffs by which the Lord leads us. He's seeking to bring us into the beauty of the Lord. May he establish the work of the Lord. May the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, the Bible says, and establish the work of your hands. So we know the Lord is leading in this dimension. He's leading us in agreement to harmonize our life, to bring us together in a proper way before him. What an offer. What an offer of the Lord to humanity, 
to sheep without a shepherd. Sheep without a shepherd perish. Sheep are the most defenseless of animals. Of any creature you can think of, the sheep is the most defenseless animal in the world. It has no sharp horns by which to repel its attackers. It has no fangs or sharp teeth. It has no ferocious growl or roar. It is not swift of foot. It cannot fly away from danger. Sheep are the most def defenseless animals in the world. And when they are attacked and when they're under the power of the predators, the best they can do is bring out a pitiful little bath. That's all they have. That's humanity without God. That's us without God. Now Jesus Christ comes as the great shepherd. All humanity destined for slaughter, under the power of oppressors, sin, Satan, darkness, under violence, and the Lord comes with his two staffs. He says, I want to lead you in beauty and favor, and I want to lead you in the right way, and I want to unite your heart, and I want to bring you into agreement and favor and unity, harmonize everything. What an offer we have. But oh, the rejection of Jesus Christ. In his day in the land of Israel, by far, the majority did not accept him, though he came as the Son of God, fulfilling prophecy with signs and wonders and miracles to prove and approve who he was. And his words were so clear. And they said, gracious words come out of his mouth. And what a mighty prophet is this. God must be in our midst to perform all these mighty deeds and signs. But they did not want to give up their own life. They did not want to surrender their own heart. And so they despised him. They mocked him. He is despised, Isaiah said, and rejected of men. And what comes to pass in those that are the Christ rejectors? You know, Judas is every person that rejects Jesus Christ, the betrayer, the Christ rejector. They loathe him. Latter part of verse 8, Zechariah 11. My soul loathed them, and their soul also abhorred me. And here's the sad commentary of those that reject the Lord. The shepherd says, I will not feed you. Let what is dying die, and what is perishing perish. Let those that are left eat each other's flesh. Verse 10. And I took my staff beauty and cut it in two. God says, they don't want my beauty upon them. They don't want me to lead them in favor and delight and mercy. They love darkness better than light. They seek their own way. He said, I took my staff, beauty, and I cut it in two, that I might break the covenant which I had made with all the peoples. So it was broken on that day. Thus the poor of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. The poor of the flock had discernment. They had understanding. They saw the rejection of the shepherd, God's own son. But they said, we will walk in humility. We will walk in worship and righteousness. We love this shepherd. We love this man from Galilee. We love this Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We believe that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. The poor of the flock knew that it was the word of the Lord. Verse 12, then I said to them, he said I, to those who rejected him. Then I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages. And if 
not refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Jehovah said to me, throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. Then I cut into my other staff bonds that I might break the brotherhood, break the unity. I came to lead them in unity. I came to bring them into agreement within themselves. I came to bring blessing upon them. They didn't want me. They rejected my words. He said, I, I broke my staff called bands as well. Throw it to the potter, that princely price, that measly price, that cheap price they put on me. What would the people in this passage, what, what kind of a price would the people of the world put on Jesus Christ? What kind of a price would they put on Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, God's own Son, the great shepherd who wants to guide every person and lead them through this life of entanglements and trial and sorrow and lead them on to a glorious heaven and eternal future? What kind of a price would they put on this Messiah shepherd, this great shepherd of the sheep? You think it would be a weighty sum? I mean, this, this shepherd holds the words of God in his hand. This shepherd has the words of eternal life. This shepherd holds the holy book. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. What kind of a price would they put on him? Would they put a weighty sum on him, deserving of who he was? No. 30 pieces of silver. That's all they gave him. That's all the value they put on Jesus Christ. They said, we will not have this man rule over us. We want to live our own life, no matter what it costs us in the end. Verse 15. The Lord said to me, next take for yourself the implements of a foolish shepherd, for indeed, I will raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are cut off, nor seek the young, nor heal those that are broken, nor feed those that still stand. But he will eat the flesh of the fat and tear their hooves in pieces. Then he says, Woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock. A sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither, and his right eye shall be totally blinded. If we reject the good shepherd, we get a foolish shepherd. And both the shepherd and the sheep will perish. If we reject Christ as our leader, as our shepherd, we will fall into the hands of worthless shepherds who will lead us on to destruction and both they and us will fall into the ditch and perish. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd of the sheep. John chapter 10 and verse 11. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling 
and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, bring in the unsaved. Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, send out the gospel. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. We have a shepherd who cares for us. He gave his very life for us. He cares for us. He heals us. He loves us. He leads us. He guides us. He said, I have two staffs that I'm going to have for my people. One is called beauty, and the other is called bands. I will lead my people in mercy. I will lead them in beauty. The beauty of the Lord God will unfold upon them. I will lead them in delight. In my presence is fullness of joy, and at my right hand there are pleasures forevermore. If we walk with God, we will walk out into green pastures. And no matter the trial and the tribulations that come, no matter how we have to stand up against the enemy of our souls for the righteous cause and to stand for Jesus Christ, we will walk out our life in beauty and favor and delight and in the goodness of the Lord. Our soul will be satisfied with his goodness. And he will lead us in unity and we'll see our life coming together and where it was pulled apart and many voices were coming and saying do this do that go here go there we will hear the voice of our dear shepherd and he will lead us in the path of unity and agreement and harmony and peace where are the two staffs found in the new testament where are beauty and bands found in the New Testament? They're found at the head of every epistle, every letter of the New Testament that the Apostle Paul and others wrote. Grace be unto you and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ and from God the Father. That's how God leads his people. The, the Apostle Paul to every church, he said, the first thing I want you to hear, that your great shepherd has two staffs with him. He wants grace to be upon you, delight, mercy, favor and he wants peace to be upon you unity and agreement and harmony we walk before the lord our god and he leads us what a wonderful shepherd we have we're the poor of the flock we know our place in the earth many christ rejectors many that can't be bothered to even open the bible many that don't want to hear the gospel set on their own ways following worthless shepherds and idols but we know, because the Spirit of the Lord has come and given us new life, we've been regenerated, we have understanding, we know and understand the Word of God. We know that in Jesus Christ we have life eternal, and the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, bears witness in our spirit that we are the sons and daughters of the living God. What a great shepherd we have. What a loving shepherd. What a wonderful Lord we serve. We honor him. The world doesn't think much of him, but to us he is everything. He's despised and rejected of men, but by us he is highly honored, and we give him everything. Our lives, our worship, our families, our vocations, our whole future, and into his hands we commit the keeping of our souls unto eternal life. Well, let's stand tonight and... Read Psalm 23, 1 to 6.
from the KJV. The Lord is my shepherd. My, doesn't it feel good to be able to say that? Maybe you're here tonight and you've never surrendered to Jesus Christ. You don't follow Jesus. You're not one of the Jesus people. Tonight you can open your heart and say, I want a true shepherd who's going to lead me. I've seen the darkness. I've seen the destruction. I've seen how men of this world and women of this world lead people astray and the brokenness and the confusion and the heartache that is in the lives of the people. No answers. No answers for their own families, their own personalities, their own children. No answers for this world. And we can see the destruction. You're here tonight and you say, I need, I need Jesus Christ. I need a true shepherd. Then here's the confession of faith. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. Jehovah God is my shepherd. And we make a personal declaration of faith. And we say, Lord, now you lead me. The Lord is my shepherd. I want your staff's beauty and bands to be upon my life. I want your favor and your unity upon my life, O Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship our great shepherd. Let's worship Jesus tonight and thank him for his leading. Thank him for his leading. Thank him for his care over you. Thank him for his love over you. He'll guide us and lead us all the days of our life. And there is a forever house of the Lord. It's called heaven. If you don't know Jesus tonight, is there anyone you'd open up your heart and say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ? Then you slip out from where you are. Maybe a friend or brother or sister is with you. Come and accept the Lord. Come and pray that prayer. Lord, I want to be your son, your daughter. I want you to shepherd me. If you need prayer for any other need, please come as well. But tonight, let's, for a few moments, give ourselves to the chief shepherd. Thank him for his leading. Thank him for his love. Center down in his presence for a few moments tonight and thank him for his care, his honor, his beautiful rest the still waters, the green pastures, our heads anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit, understanding that flows down, that fragrant oil of the Holy Spirit flows down over our head and covers our entire being. Our cup of joy runs over because the joy of the Lord is our strength, no matter what we're facing. Weed of the table prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. Yes, enemies are all about us, but we've got a table where we feast 
on the good things of the Lord and we're nourished and supplied. Hallelujah. Again, the altars are open. Please slip out if you'd like prayer, you'd like to accept Christ as Savior. For the next few minutes as we close out, let's worship and pour out our love on the great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus.